Hey guys, welcome back to the Allergic to Grace podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Whitney. We're so glad you joined in to listen today. So today's episode, we're going to be discussing Exodus chapter 6 through 8. But to pick up where we left off last week, let's quickly recap what we saw in chapters 3 through 5. Let's do it. So Moses is 80 years old, working as a shepherd for his father-in-law. He encounters a bush that is burning, but was not consumed. So he encounters God, who gives him a mission to free the Israelite people from Egypt. Moses is reluctant to take on this mission and complains a lot. Um, God tells Moses to take his brother Aaron to speak for him. Moses returns to Egypt and meets with God in a forceful encounter, as well as his brother Aaron. Moses and Aaron meet with the elders of the people of Israel and speak the words of God. Wait, and speak the words God told them and perform the signs that God gave them to do. And the people of Israel believed and worshiped God. That was the end of chapter five. Yes. Yes. Did I hit everything? I, I feel like so. I did. I think so. The high points. Who knows? Yeah, the high points. <laughs> it was so, a week ago. So it was a week ago. So at the end, at the very end of chapter five, we saw Moses, Moses complaining. Yeah. C- complaining, crying out to the Lord. How could you do this to me? How dare you? Right? Well, no, like, basically he like went to bat for the Israelite people to the Pharaoh, like God had told him to do with his brother, Aaron. And the Pharaoh was like, uh, no, No, just for that, they're going to have to go collect their own straw to make their bricks. They're not going to have to make, they are going to make just as many bricks as they had before when we were giving them the materials to do so. They don't have as much downtime. We're going to beat them twice as much. Like, all this mess. So, like, he oppresses the Israelite people even more. Yeah. And so, of course, the Israelite people come back to Moses and was like, hey, this is your fault, dude. Yeah. You told us we were going to be delivered. And guess what? We are not. We are not. And we're getting beat to crap out here. Yeah. Like, and we have to do even more work. This is not what you said. And basically, now we're really upset. We're They're upset with him. That's exactly what's wrong. Like, the Israelite people are upset with Moses and he's a people pleaser. So, clearly. Clearly. <laughs> so, Moses is crying out to God saying this is your fault yeah. you why, sent me here why, why you have you do done this? evil why have you done this evil to my people why did you his why people. did you ever send me his people I, you know yeah it's like we talked about in the last episode when he was complaining about like i'm not why do i have to do it who am i who's who are he, you who's he focusing on himself and yeah. so that's yet again what he's doing he's worried about what these other people think of him and that he caused this issue when? when he was just doing what God said, even though we all know God told him this was going to happen. Yep. So chapter six opens up, you know, with God saying, you know, I'm going to deliver you. Like, don't worry. You know? Yeah. He says, you know, just wait and see what I will do. And, you know, we talked about this briefly in the last episode that like through this whole thing, God is building and God is growing Israel's faith yeah. And their belief in him. Yeah. So through all of this, he's showing not just Israeli people, but everyone, including all of Egypt and beyond that, because, you know, the, these stories probably spread. Yeah. That God is showing who he is. He is showing his power and showing what will happen if you mess with his people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Obey. So, basically. Seriously. So after Moses finished complaining, Um, The Lord said to Moses, now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh for with a strong hand, he will send them out. And with a strong hand, he will drive them out of his land. The strong hand being one of Pharaoh's and also one of God's. Yeah. Yeah. Saying that he's, you know, keeping you here, but he's going to send you out real quick. It just needs a little convincing. Let's let's do some convincing. A little push. A little push. Um, And. You know, God tells them, like, I remember Abraham, I remember Isaac, I remember Jacob, I remember the covenant that I made with them. Yeah. Don't worry. I got you. I promise to bring you out of this land. I promise to bring you to a land of milk and honey. And that's what I'm going to do. Yes. But we have to remember whose timing is it? It's God's timing. It's God's timing. It's not ours. It's not Moses's. It's not the Israelites. And it's not the Egyptians. Yep. So after he has like reassured Moses that he is in fact on the right path that God wants him to walk, that he is in fact doing exactly what God told him to do. And the events are unfolding exactly like God had said it would. 
He is now turning his focus from just Moses and reassuring Moses to him talking to his people through Moses to the rest of the Israelites, yes. basically. So I'm going to read it verbatim. It's verse six through verse nine. It says, say, therefore, unto the people of Israel, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will deliver you from slavery to them. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people and I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord, your God, who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I have sworn to give to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. I will give it to you for your possession. I am the Lord. Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because their broken spirit and harsh slavery. So they listened to Moses. Fool me once. Shame, shame on, on you. you. Yes. So Fool me twice. So basically they're like, well, Moses, pretty much we listened to you the first time and it did nothing but put us further into the gutter. So God told Moses exactly what to say to the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. Now... He goes through the entire Abrahamic covenant Mm -hmm. and everything that was given to them. And he reiterates Mm -hmm. it to them over and over again, tells them who exactly who he is. And Moses is speaking these words to the Israelite people, mind you. He's the messenger. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure he made it very clear that these words came from God himself. Oh, yeah. Did you notice anything? About what? No. Those verses. Say and therefore to the people of Israel, verse six through verse nine eight eight how many times does he say i will oh yeah yeah seven he says i will seven times and after each i will he promises something which in the hebrew the i will is in the past tense it's in the perfect tense it's kind of funny how it's seven perfect times (laughs) Yeah, because seven was the number of completion. Yeah. I just thought that interesting. Was interesting. I did not notice that. I'm like, no, what should I have noticed? I mm-hmm. didn't notice anything. I will bring you out. I will rescue you from their bondage. I will redeem you. I will take you as my people. I will be your God. I will bring you into the land and I will give it to you as a heritage. Seven. Seven times. Seven I wills. That's crazy. Crazy. And it's already in the in the Hebrew past tense. Like it's already It's already happened. happened. But like it's present, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's like the perfect tense. Yeah, that's crazy. I never noticed that. Yes. Anyway, they don't believe him. Yeah, no, no, they don't. They're like, nope, sorry, we fell for you once. Not happening. Don't care. And remember, (sighs) these are the words of God. So they're basically saying to God, "Mm, nope, too bad. (laughs) I don't believe you. Exactly. I mean, and think about where they are. It would be. It's out of it bitterness. Yeah, it's it out of bitterness. Hard. It would be. I would be upset too. Mm-hmm. Like when I, they probably got their hopes up. Like, yeah, we're going to be leaving soon. We promised. He promised to deliver us. Yeah. Boom. Double the work. Yeah. Boom. Double the beatings. It's kind of like, you know, petting a dog. You go up to it. It's all cute and everything, and it bites you. And then you're like, ooh, I don't want to get. I don't want right? to go up to it again. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. Not that you would ever do that, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're it's saying. Like, it's like petting my cat. Yeah. He looks so fluffy and so cute. Yes. You go up to pet him. He no, might help you. No, don't. Don't touch he him. He might let you touch him. He doesn't. If hurt. you have food. He growls. If you have food, he might let you touch him. But you come up to him without food. No, you're Forget getting about swatted. It. Yeah. No. <laughs> swatted. No, you're getting attacked. <laughs> he doesn't attack people. <clears throat> anyway. So, so then after this, um, the Lord gives Moses further instruction, go back to Pharaoh, tell him, you know, let my people go. This is after the people of Israel have like been like, no, Moses, you stink. Get out of here. Mm -hmm. Um, God comes back and says, go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. And Moses says to the Lord, um, but the people don't even listen to me. So what do you think Pharaoh is going to do? Yeah. Like, why do you think Pharaoh is going to listen? Exactly. Exactly. And this is where we get into the whole, I know we briefly talked about this too, about the whole uncircumcised lip things. He says, you know, how then shall Pharaoh listen to me for I am of uncircumcised lips? Yeah. What do you think that means? So I think. Yeah, go ahead. I think it just means that he is like to Pharaoh. He is the unverified source of God. 
Now, he verified himself through the miracles that he performed in front of the Israeli people with the the staff turning to a snake and then the blood with the water and like the hand in the cloak hand in the cloak and all of that. Yeah. Um, he, that was the miracles that had happened to verify that this did come from God because that's what he does. Yeah. Um, like he did it with Elijah. He had miracles that Elijah performed to say that, yes, this is my prophet. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but for the Pharaoh, Number one, he is pagan, so he doesn't really believe in God. He doesn't really, yeah. He doesn't really care. Hashtag unimpressed. Unimpressed. And then um, I'm just thinking like the words from my mouth come from uncircumcised lips. Like I'm the unverified source of God to Pharaoh. So like, why would he listen to me? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But I don't know. That's complete speculation. Yeah, I would concur. And I also think too, I know we looked at this a little bit before, that too, like he's, who is he to speak you know like you said the word of god yeah like who like we're doing this whole who am i yeah yeah who am i yeah thing again so so the enduring word says um the ground for moses's discouragement for i'm of uncircumcised lips previously objected because he believed he was not eloquent now he's objecting because he believed he was not worthy for the task the inability was now born of a sense, not as before of his lack of eloquence, but of his uncleanness. Uncleanliness. So is he, you think he's grasping at straws here to come up with reasons to not do what God has asked him to do? Well, he's going to the Pharaoh, which he's already done before, mm-hmm. preaching basically what mm-hmm. God wants him to do, yep. being a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, he hasn't lived a very godly life. No, he's lived a very flesh life. Very flesh life. You know? So, so like, maybe mm-hmm. that's what he means. Like, he's yeah. like, I'm not worthy to speak your words. Maybe yeah. that's why it's not working. That makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know. Anywho. Then we have this random genealogy <laughs> put in the middle of all this yes. chaos, basically, of Moses and Aaron. Um, and it just goes down through and lists all the people um that led up to them and we know that they're levites we were already told that and from let me know if you've read something different or see something different but from what i can see the sole purpose of putting this genealogy here is to show the future um of you know of what's to come once the exodus occurs um and that being that number one moses is going to be the one to lead them out and that number two Aaron is going to be the first human high priest. I mean, yeah, I don't really know why it's here for for <laughs> them. That makes sense. So because, yeah, I don't have anything else. After that. No, that makes sense. Like the line of Aaron was passed down to his descendants um, with that priesthood. So it's it's good to know where Aaron came from yeah and then you know yeah and then because aaron was the high priest then his children were also i believe correct me if i'm wrong i think his family then his sons too were also to be priests or were priests yeah as well yeah i mean we know unfortunately what happened to them but yeah um so in this i do find it interesting that they pointed out that um aaron and moses's mother was also their aunt yeah i saw that also which very soon hereafter is when yeah this is it's ending soon like the incest is ending so like the fact that that's written about past the point where incest was forbidden Mm -hmm. because it was written after that fact yes yeah Mm -hmm. just goes to show that nothing is being hidden from us about one of the most influential characters in the new in the old testament yeah like, if you ask me who the most influential character is in the Old Testament, it's not going to be Abraham. No. To me, it's Moses. Yeah, without a doubt, because he's, yeah, absolutely. So then Moses and Aaron go back to the Pharaoh. Yeah, we skip over this whole genealogy thing. I think yeah, you're right with I the mean, priesthood. Yeah, I mean, if you want to read the names, there are a lot of names. There. It's and a lot of names we that can't I pronounce. Them. Exactly. I mean, and that's all that it is. <laughs> How, yeah. Please feel free to read it. Exodus 6, 14 through... 25? Yeah. Yeah, 25? Yeah. Anyway, the end of chapter 6 says, These are the Aaron... No. Yeah. These are the Aaron and Moses to whom the Lord said, Bring out the people of Israel from the land of Egypt by their hosts. 
It was they who spoke to Pharaoh king of Egypt about bringing out the people of Israel from Egypt and this Moses, this Moses and this Aaron. Why the repetition here? Because remember, we just want to make sure we got the right people. Yeah. Well, and remember, too, that in the time that this is being written in red, repetition is how you got the point across. So this Moses, not some other Moses after him and this Aaron, these two men from this human line are who brought the chosen people out from their oppression and who set the laws yeah and set this whole like how to worship like because and we'll get into this further as we go through exodus but like how i don't know if they talk about but like how to worship you know um how to set up the elders and like all yeah everything the structure law of the church it's law structure of the church the structure and law church i would temple i don't know temple yeah whatever the structure of the law and yeah. how it's supposed to be done. Exactly. So it's just important to know that this is where this came from. And yet again, I think it's just stressing the fact that this has come from humans. This yeah. has come f- that God is doing this through humans and through people. And it's further connecting. It's further tying those ties back to Abraham. Yeah, and it's exactly. not some random. Exactly. To show yet again. Yeah, the generic. <laughs> that, um... <laughs> canaan um <laughs> that uh god is keeping his word he's yes yet again he's keeping his promise the, promise the yes. ultimate promise yep so then at the end god says to him you know go to pharaoh i am the lord tell pharaoh king of egypt all that i say to you but moses said to the lord oh behold i'm of uncircumcised lips how will pharaoh listen to me can you not complain can you do anything and just not complain about it yes this is how god must feel right (laughs) but it's not though it's clearly not no it's clearly not it's clearly not um at this point i would have been like if you don't just do it (laughs) you you. just brush your teeth (laughs) seriously (laughs) um and then we see chapter seven open with, I think you talked about this last week in the episode I about did. how I did. Yep. It says, and the Lord said to Moses, see that I have made you like God to Pharaoh and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. So like God to Pharaoh, as in, I don't know what that meant. God to Pharaoh. Because I talked about it in terms like God to Aaron and Aaron is your prophet. Well, God to Moses, and then Aaron, Aaron is the prophet to Moses. Yes. So same situation. So exactly. So because Moses doesn't want to speak yep. for whatever reason that may be. Amazing patience. Yes, he showed amazing patience every day with me. Thirty more minutes. Um, <laughs> where's I going with this? I don't remember. What I was saying. Sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Oh, so basically, Aaron saying, "Listen." god talks to my brother this is what my brother said god said so just as moses was not to act of his own initiative but to wait for god's direction aaron was not to act on his own initiative but wait for moses's direction yes perfect because moses is ultimately the one that god is communicating with not aaron not aaron god is not communicating with aaron no aaron is a compromise yeah exactly for moses yeah because he has to be such a brat it's exactly what he is (laughs) so mm -hmm. anyway so then the gentlemen they go back to pharaoh yep and they're like listen mind you hold on sorry to go Go back just a little bit before they get to pharaoh god tells them he's not going to let you go this time either no he, he told them that from the very from beginning. The get-go. From the get-go. The very beginning. Before Moses even left Mount, what was it? Midian. Yeah. Hor- Horeb? Mount Horeb, yes. Yeah. Where he spoke to the bush. Yes. Yes. Um, God said, he will see all the wonders that I will do in this land. Multiple. Like, you know, some, something, is, something coming. is coming. You should see that. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> Heed he, his words. He literally says, Pharaoh will not listen to you. Slap him upside the head with He it. says, Pharaoh will not listen to you. Then I will lay my hand on Egypt and bring my hosts. You know, why didn't why didn't Moses tell the Israelite people that? I'm sure he did. You think so? Yeah. Well, hold on. Let's go back to see what God said to tell the Israelite people. He said. He's talking about what he's going to do for him. 
But I'm talking about like, why didn't Moses tell the Israelite people that God told me that this ain't going to work for the first couple rounds and it's going to get worse? Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe he did. I don't know. Yeah. But think about even if he did, like, that's still hard. Yeah. But you would think they would endure. Actually, you know, he probably didn't. But it doesn't say that he told them that. Because faith grows in the waiting. And exactly. if you know what's coming. So he didn't tell them that. You know? Mm-hmm. It's the whole Abraham and Egypt thing again. Yeah. Like, if you know what's coming, you're going to act like you know what's coming. Exactly. And that's not true faith. Mm-hmm. You know? It, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, you're fine. Oh, you think you're... If you think, I'm itchy because my leg is peeling. Good. You think you're itchy now. <laughs> Wait till we get into into the into the various plagues. Whatever. Um, so he says, you know, I'm going to do multiple signs. He's not going to listen. And then by my great acts of judgment, then you can come out. So the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring out the people of Israel from among them. And let's just keep in mind here. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Because this is a recurring theme and it goes along with, remember how I was like, oh, I just really like that he says, then you should know that I'm the five, Lord. Seven, five. I'm going to change it. Yeah, I'm highlighting it. Um, And keep in mind, so let's keep in mind what happened. Why won't this unhighlight? What happened... What did out all of this? Yeah, over. yeah. So let's keep in mind what Pharaoh told Aaron and Moses the first time that they were there. Who is this Lord? I don't know who this Lord guy is that you speak of. Who are you? Right? <laughs> no, nothing. No, no. Run along immediately. No. So the fact that he says the Egyptians will know. Oh, they're gonna know who I am. Oh, they'll know. They'll know. Um, and so Moses. You don't know who I am guess what i am who i am you're about to find out (laughs) right play stupid games win Win stupid stupid prizes prizes. um so moses and aaron did that they they went and they told the pharaoh you know listen this is what's gonna happen yep by by god by my god or by the lord and this is when then the lord says when pharaoh says okay well if god sent you prove it right he was 80 years old moses was yeah when he found him in the bush he was 80 years old there hasn't even been a year yet no that has passed by the whole thing okay good because i i'm curious i guess yeah the time frame yes Mm -hmm. okay i have a whole thing good so then the lord said to moses and aaron when pharaoh says to you prove yourselves by working a miracle then you shall say to aaron take your staff and cast it down before pharaoh that it may become a serpent so that's what they did they went to pharaoh and pharaoh said prove yourself and he threw his serpent serpent he threw his staff down and it turned into a serpent just like he showed the israelite people to say hey verification from god and they believed them but say these magicians whatever they were wise men whatever did the same thing they threw their staffs down and they turned into serpents which I think it was sleight of hand, to be completely honest. Like, they have a snake in there and it just... Oh, it's tr- it was magic. It was a magic. And magic is not real. It's a cult. It's a paganism. It's a cult. Um, so, Pharaoh was really not impressed until he maybe got a little concerned when... Well, didn't Aaron's snake I was going to say, he got else's? a little concerned, I think. He may have been like... Urgh. Aaron's staff ate the other two snakes. And so... I did a, a little snake. thing. A snake is snake. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, well, what's the significance of all this? Okay, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, the snake ate other two snakes. Big whoop. Well, first of all, let's talk about staffs. Do snakes eat snakes? Why I, are they snakes? So. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why they were snakes. I didn't see anything about that. I mean, staff, snake, but, they're similar shape. <laughs> i'm like now why were they snakes i mean if they threw their staffs down and popped out bunnies like that would just be weird hold on i just find it odd that it's snakes when serpent isn't re- really a good sign oh ha okay so again this ties into the whole other plagues which we'll get to okay good basically you know egypt is a multi-god yes community yes civilization Pagans. whatever yes god is addressing each 
each god. He's addressing gods individually. Oh, okay. This is the first god. So this is from Word at Work. Okay. .org.uk. Okay. So the snake was a symbol of, I'm not going to say this right. It's fine if you don't. Wadjet, Wadjet, sure. W-A-D-J-E-T, who was an early Egyptian goddess. And she was said to control and protect the land. Mm, so, okay. okay. Right? Okay. So then we have a staff. Staffs in general in that time represented authority yeah leadership yep. think about you know shepherds had staffs with crooks to protect their flocks yeah. right yeah so the fact that it was a staff showed you know leadership and authority mm-hmm. it turned into a snake which was a representative of this egyptian goddess uh-huh and the hebrew snake ate the other two Egyptian snakes, mm-hmm. thus showing mm, you better look My out. My God is greater than that. Yeah. You better look out because what's going to happen? The Israelites are going to come out on top. Yep. Like this mm-hmm. is a warning, basically. Yeah. yeah. And so what happens? Pharaoh doesn't care. He's of like, course yeah, not. Nah, whatever. Well, my Egyptian or my Egyptians. Well, yeah, they Though are. Pharaoh's but, heart was hardened and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. Like the Lord said. So they go back and and then here we see now we're gonna see the first plague yay uh, not yay but yay yeah mm-hmm. it's happening it's happening. happening seriously <laughs> oh my gosh so <laughs> again they go back to the pharaoh and they're like hey my god says let my people go he says nah bro mind you let's let's put a reminder out there when he said that god hardened his heart he only let shine through what was already there. Yes. He, he did not physically harden his heart in that Pharaoh wanted to do good and God right. said no. He didn't make him become an evil man. No. He already was. He already was. And he, he was just, already feeding he, into that nature. He just removed his mercy mm-hmm. and let him fall to his sin. And all, God doesn't need to give any of us mercy for any reason at all whatsoever. Nope. So if he chooses to take it away, which we'll find, we'll read more about later in this book. Yeah. He chooses to take it away. That's his choice. That's mm-hmm. his prerogative because he is the great I am. Yes. Like, okay. bottom line, end of story. So, so Pharaoh's heart is hardened um, and he refuses to let the people go. So go to Pharaoh in the morning as he is going out to the water, stand on the bank of the Nile and say, with the same staff, let my people go. Yes. And you shall say to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews sent me to you saying, let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. But so far you have not obeyed. Thus says the Lord, by this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, with the staff that is in my hand, I will strike the the water that is in the Nile and it shall turn into blood. The fish in the Nile shall die and the Nile will stink and the Egyptians will grow weary of drinking water from the Nile. So that's the first plague. Yeah. So, of course, Pharaoh's heart's hard and he says, no, too bad. You're not going. So Moses. Yep. Hits the water. Says, and the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, take your staff because Aaron's doing all these things because Moses is a brat. Say to Aaron, take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over their rivers, their canals and their ponds and all their pools of water so that they may become blood and there shall be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, even in the vessels of wood and in the vessels of stone. And so Aaron did that. He did. And basically they turned all of the fresh water source that they had into blood blood. And can you imagine the smell? And that's exactly what it says. All the fish died. Yep. And because remind you blood okay they can't breathe that exactly there's no oxygen in blood yeah not but at least i don't think not in this sense no 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 yeah um and i'm sorry i'm just imagining this think about blood how thick it is oh how the metallic smell how a decom this is but like think about like how when you smell something dead right mm-hmm. the decomposing you have uh, that's what i'm smelling yeah yeah nasty exactly blood like drying festering in the sun like clotting like uh, disgusting Mm -hmm. like disgusting yeah and pharaoh doesn't care no because his magicians did the same thing they did they replicated it now okay go ahead sorry let's carry on with the magicians what's like what's like what (laughs) 
what's the point of you replicating it? All the blood, all the water is already blood. Like you replicating it does nothing. If you want to do something, impress somebody, why don't you reverse it? Exactly. Exactly. And they couldn't. No. They couldn't. They could probably reverse it on what they did their little magic trick on, but they couldn't reverse it on what Moses and Aaron had done because it was from God. Now, I just want to, this was one of those unnecessary rabbit holes I got dug down into. Love it. Uh, about you know what may have caused the red color and the blood and the and the nile and it was, it was algae and no, it was no god's word said that it was blood yeah so it was blood i'm sorry are you telling me that there's people out there that think that it wasn't blood they i saw a lot of things there where they thought it was some type of toxic bacteria and algae to reflect a red color and because it was an algae and a bacteria and it grew you know hypernaturally quote unquote that's what caused the stench that's what caused the fish to die okay and they think that that's how okay no you're telling me that there is archaeological evidence for the flood there is archaeological evidence of the egyptian wheels that were on the wagons that were drowned by the parting of the red sea found in the red sea that it's unfathomable to have the entire now river turn into blood on god's command mm-hmm. right are you, are you kidding mm-hmm. me right now yeah like <laughs> i just this the is- links to that people will go to to try to disprove exactly the events of the bible is beyond me you can, there is like we talked about way back in genesis there is archaeological and scientific proof of fire raining down on sodom and gomorrah exactly like there are we have found like every evidence that we have that we have found in our world like in this physical physical world world, we currently live in none of it has gone against what the bible has said and all of the things that we have talked about during this timeline that have occurred in other civilizations like alexander the great that you talked about last week this happened yeah this happened and i would also just like to point out that we're starting out with blood the first plague is is blood and what is the last plague Mm -hmm. it ends in blood Mm -hmm. so um but pharaoh doesn't care he simply turns around and goes back into his house and he just has them dig whatever new I have fresh water. I'm fine. Yeah. He doesn't care. No, because he doesn't. mind you, the next couple ones, what I had found, we'll, we'll get there. Go ahead. Let's go. Second so, plague. There yes. were seven days. Yes. So second pl- second plague. Frogs. Right? Well, the blood lasted for seven days. Did it go back to regular water after that? I don't know. Because all, all we get is the end of it is seven full days passed after the Lord had struck the Nile. We never get anything that says... It changed back. Exactly. Or... That it was a magical Well, I mean, it's not blood thing. now. So. Yeah. So I don't know at what point. I mean, I feel like the end of one plague is the start of another. Well, so I have a whole thing and I was going to go through it. Sorry. After. No, you're fine. Once we got to the end of the chapter, just because yeah. we have two more plagues. But do you want me to go into it now? It's up to you. I mean. So before we get into the second plague i found this guy on i found his resources he he's called it's called the bible history guy okay so if you just google him his website will come up and he actually started out to disprove christianity to disprove jesus and of course through all his findings and everything i mean this man traveled the world he went to meet the dalai lama Um, he sounds like that guy lee strobel yes yes and he is a christian like set out so what he he just proved himself exactly exactly so because my thought was okay well what how much time is passing in between these plagues and how much time passed from the time that moses returned from eat or returned from midian yeah right Mm -hmm. to when all of this was going on started exactly so i was just doing some research and things and i happened across this stuff he has a ton of there's 126 blog entries and they all look incredible and i want to read every single one (laughs) but one of them is specifically on the time frame of the plagues okay um and i feel pretty confident in his time frame because he uses purely biblical sources Mm -hmm. 
to time time frame or time point the plague so anyways so a time frame of the plagues can be pinpointed this is what he's saying i'm just summarizing it the bible history guy a time frame of the plagues can be pinpointed by using the number of years between the exodus and king solomon's fourth year as king um and you know and on the site he sort he cited specific bible verses and things because they must they give specific years yeah so then using the date of the first passover which was recorded in um, in their calendar mm-hmm. because this is something then that they continue to do yeah. or continue to partake in, obviously. Yeah. Jesus' crucifixion, you know. Um, they are able to pinpoint um, when the final plague occurred, um, which that, uh, that we'll get to in a few episodes. But with having lengths of time that each plague lasted yes we know when the exodus happened because they recorded when the first passover was we know immediately following the first passover is when the exodus happened Mm -hmm. we know the final plague was the night before the exodus yeah and with having some of the lengths of times of the plagues recorded yes we're able to see that all 10 plagues occurred between 40 and 50 days okay so how long each plague lasted we're given some amounts of times for each ones but not all of them but all of this stuff that we're about to go over in the next couple episodes happened within within a maximum of 50 day period so all of this within a month basically a month and a half month and a half almost all this months. within a month and a half yeah so no wonder he was like get out yeah, seriously well in the final man the uh, final yeah. one that was a that's a doozy we'll get there so anyway so i would say that the nile is blood and all the water's blood lasted seven days is what it sounds you know i feel i feel like it probably washed out naturally because it's a natural river god made it blood and made it stay blood for seven days yeah probably let it wash well again there's that number right (laughs) number seven so then after the seven days they probably were like all right you saw what we did would you like to rethink it would you like to let our people go yeah but what's he say no no not impressed the water's back to normal everything's fine because we'll notice that's also a pattern that once pharaoh gets some reprieve yep and once the plagues let up he changes his mind and, he, and he's not gonna he's a cheat he's a liar yeah, he's not gonna let the people go so now the water has cleared he's not upset it's fine it passed he doesn't care no you're yep. not leaving so then the Lord said to Moses, go and in, go into Pharaoh and say to him, thus the Lord says, let my people go that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will plague all your country with frogs. Mm-hmm. Why frogs? Let me tell you why. At least what I found in my research. So yet again, Egypt had a frog headed goddess that they worshiped. I didn't even bother to write down the name. What? Yeah. Mm hmm. Because remember, they Why? also had like the Sphinx that was like the body of a lion and the head of a man and like cat headed things. And yeah, they, yes. So they, they had been on some acid, right? They had <laughs> Nephilim, right? Um, they had a frog headed goddess that they worshiped. And so frogs were sacred to them. Okay. They couldn't kill them. They didn't want to kill them. They would not like to live in the South no we gig for frogs right i was gonna say people eat them frog legs Ooh, um, i mean to each their own i don't think i would like it because i'm not a big like fishy person it doesn't taste like fish it tastes like chicken yes i've had frog legs i'm sure you have i don't doubt it <laughs> hey <laughs> i'm not i don't i didn't mean it in that way <laughs> i just mean why would you speak to it like this if, anyway yes so anyways that's why frogs yes is- i mean it might seem random but that makes sense. That makes sense because in the end, they kill them all. Uh, again, a slap in the face. It kills them all. Yeah. A slap in the face. And let's... The Nile shall swarm with frogs that shall come up into your house and into your bedroom and onto your bed and the house of, and the house of your servants and your people and into your ovens and, and your kneading bowls. bowls everywhere. Like... Nasty. Ugh. Frogs are so gross. So... Slimy. Right? Nasty. Again god is holding his power over like okay well you have a goddess that's a frog i can control them mm-hmm. i control the frogs also i control the water which the nile by the way i guess to go back a little bit was the main life source for egypt oh yeah 
So I can control that. Like, just so you know, um, I can control these frogs from this great goddess that you worship. Um, and I can kill them all off. So, and so Pharaoh says, please pray to your God, pray to the Lord, take away the frogs. Well, that's, that's only because he was afflicted. Like it was in his house and in his bed. It affected him too. Like the water situation probably didn't affect him all that much because he was the Pharaoh and he probably had reserve. Like, you know? Yeah. But like this situation with the frogs, it also affected him. Yes. And so he's like, please, please, please. I'll let your people go. Just pray that this leaves us and, and you know. And then you can go. And then you can go. Well, and two, I guess I also forgot to note that Pharaoh's magicians were also able to replicate this. Of course they were. So, you know, Working he pagans. still wasn't, <laughs> he still wasn't, like you said, the only reason he was upset was because it was afflicting him. Yeah. And the magicians obviously couldn't make it stop. No. Though they couldn't make it stop because God sent them. Yes. Magicians. So after hearing that, hooga <laughs> hooga. Right. <laughs> so after, you know, hearing that, yeah, I'm going to let your people go, Moses prays to the Lord. He says, you know, where is it at? Moses said to Pharaoh, be pleased to command me when I am pled. When I am to plead for you, for your servants and for your people, that the frogs be cut off from you and your houses and be left only in the Nile. And he said, tomorrow, Moses said, be, so, as say, be it as you say so. So then the Lord did according to the word of Moses. The frogs died out in the houses, the courtyards, in the fields, and they gathered them together in heaps in the land. Stunk. Dank. It's Dang. Like, again, let's think about decomposing anything. Decomposing frogs. Have you ever, okay, have you ever driven down a country road in the rain at night? You can smell them when they're alive. No, I know. But have you ever run over frogs no, on a country road in the rain? It's like, yes. You hit one. Yeah. But in the morning, they're literally dried to the road. And they and it's so nasty. And they stink. It's nasty. They stink because, number one, not only are they decaying, but amphibious or fishy creatures have a very distinct smell like they do they do like if you walk into a fresh fish place or you walk past the seafood market at like your grocery store yeah imagine that in the heat of egypt how hot it was how humid ew ew and the land stank i just think imagine how loud that must have been frogs yeah oh yeah i never even thought about the sound of it have you ever heard a bullfrog yes one or two but it's so loud like there were heaps heaps so thousands of frogs and they're in their room you know how like if you go somewhere and you can hear a cricket in your room you're like where is it because it's one is so loud one they're the locusts how loud that must have been but it was constant yes because they were in everywhere their, in their kneading bowls in their ovens have you their ever bedrooms. seen have you ever seen the movie ratatouille parts of it do you remember the the part where like the lady shoots us the hole in her ceiling and the ceiling falls down and like all the rats are there and yes like, them like flowing out yes. of her house that's how must have been yes. with the frogs yeah and flowing out yes. from there yeah and we're only in the beginning <laughs> like this is the second like, this is only the start of what he's only, going to do. This is only number two. Don't worry. We're just getting started. So wait, I have a question then. I Since hope you did an answer. so much research. I don't know if um, I did so much research. Not, you know what I mean like that. But so are the uh, Egyptian, are the Israelite people spared from these plagues? So I know in one of them it says. So these ones, I don't, I would imagine that they are not because i mean obviously the water would have had to affected them somewhat right yeah because they get water right i guess i didn't really look up i had just assumed because he set them apart for one all of them them, yeah for the remainder like there were and i think he set them apart too for the last two that we're going to get through today but i don't i don't know because it doesn't specifically say that but two like if he didn't, is this because... I mean, they deserve judgment, too. Exactly. And because of the fit that they threw when Moses... When they didn't believe him then? Yeah. Maybe. But I don't... That for sure I can't say. I'm sorry that That's I did fine. not look that That's up. That's fine. So, they died and yeah. they were all in piles gathered like, in Like, I'm just imagining, like, you know, like, okay, we're going to put the frogs here. Like, scoop out your frogs and bring them out. 
like you know how like they would do Landfills. that landfill yeah frogs. like okay this is a frog dumping spot like <laughs> like the poop <laughs> yeah and i just i just want to point out that this is the second plague that they've that god has used to make the land stink like and depending upon how much specific time again i know we don't we know how much time some passed like yeah. seven days so i'm sure like there's no way the smell from the blood is completely gone no probably not and there's probably still dried blood on the banks of the Nile in like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Other water sources. And now we have, like you said, stuck on dried, I'm sure, smunched frogs in places because they were everywhere. People had to have been stepping on them. Yeah. Like, mm. because what? Filth. You're filth. You stink. Egyptians. <laughs> Ancient Egyptians. <laughs> seriously so i mean i assume the frogs was probably only a day or so that the frogs were there um because he said tomorrow yeah so i feel like it was a day or two yeah that they were alive and like there and being yeah well you figured the day that they were there to make it start one day for it to happen one day for him to request it to stop and on the day it requested to stop tomorrow so three to four days i bet yeah and then the piles of frogs were yeah. just there. Because we're just part of just it. Yeah. But I don't think away. that. Yeah. That just. Sorry. Figure out what to do with them yourselves because you think you're so great and magical. Maybe you should eat them. Mm. <laughs> so then Pharaoh says, Anybody you know want what? a famine? <laughs> Storm up. Storm up. Put them in the freezer. <laughs> Same for science class. <laughs> you think you're so smart. Anyway. So educated. Onto you think you know everything. <laughs> You didn't even sound like yourself just now. <laughs> um, so when Pharaoh saw that there was a respite, mm-hmm. am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. He hardened his heart and would not listen to them as the Lord had said. So he went back on his word. Yeah. He once, like, he, no. once he got his way, once he got what he wanted, you're done. You're done. Nope. You're staying. Just kidding. You're not leaving. LOL, JK. I changed I my, my mind. I crossed my fingers behind my back. Right? Like, mm-hmm, just kidding. Negative. So then we have the third plague. So God says, go back, say, let my people go so we can go in the wilderness, you know, to worship our God. Pharaoh says, yep. No. He says, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth so that it may become gnats in all of the land of Egypt. And they did so. Um, The magicians tried by their secret arts to produce gnats, but they could not. So there were gnats on man and beast. The magician said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. So even the magician, first of all, I don't even, let's just start out with the fact that, number one, even the magicians knowed. <laughs> I hate myself. I'm giving that in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Words are Clearly, hard. I was not educated in ancient Egypt um they were learning they were no they <laughs> they were learned <laughs> so clearly even the magicians knew yeah that this was nothing that a mortal could do that this was nothing that a human a natural being could do even if they were stealing power stealing something from other places yes yeah. satan yeah. anyway now i don't have anything on the f- on how i don't have anything about the gnats being related directly related to a god that the egyptians worshipped but i do want to point out the dust on the ground all became gnats and so i did some research i'm like okay like we're talking about yeah like you know those little fruit flies you want to call them those buzzing around the gnats but gnats are different from fl- fruit i was flies. gonna say these gnats comparable to lice yeah no they're probably gnats that are out in like fields with like cattle and stuff that mm-hmm. bite, exactly. you. bite you they lay knits yes. they live in linens they live in your hair that's what i'm saying like picture something comparable to lice <sighs> everywhere and they're in your eyes they attack your water ducts yeah like everywhere they're in your hair laying knits are. they're in your linens they're in your clothes they're in your beds they're in your pits they're yeah they're everywhere they're everywhere did you know though speaking of pits that ancient egyptians did use deodorant 
or eau de parfum. They were like one of the first civilizations to do that. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I learned that in Maybe elementary school. Maybe because land stank. Probably. They probably had to come up with something like... Mm. <laughs> Our um, land may stink, but we shall not. <laughs> <laughs> but my pits don't. <laughs> don't look at the nits in there. Um, well, I feel like if it was an antiperspirant, they'd probably help with the nets. Yeah, no, I think it was just like a perfume. Oh, good. Never mind. Probably then. like a an oil, a scented oil of sorts. Uh, but anyways, not in the Bible at all. Definitely pee. Had to have been. Or they could have been like myrrh or frankincense. <laughs> no, they just squirted pee like all over themselves. I mean, they probably could have, yeah. Uh, medicinal, medicinal purposes. They did worship cats. They bathed themselves they in, in the like holiness ammonia. of casts. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> yeah. Um, those little everywhere. Biting, living, laying eggs in your clothes. And think about it. Like how, like we know how hard it is to get rid of lice now, right? Like how without having a washing machine for hot water. I mean, like lice is, lice is different from gnats. I'm just saying, comparing it to this, if you don't know exactly, Google it. The pictures are disgusting. It I will give you nightmares. Them. No, I'm fine. They're like the size. I think they, they're visible. Yeah, I know. They're visible to the human eye. I know what gnats are. But they are, I'm not saying for you. <laughs> not saying for you, okay? I'm not saying this for you. So, the little... Lord of the flies. They're gross. No, that's next. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah, yes. It is. <laughs> they're they're disgusting. Gnats so, of Egypt's legs. They they look disgusting. Oh, like they're ew. Living in your hair, living in your clothes, in your in your blankets, on your children. Nasty. Like, and I read too that like not in the Bible, obviously, but in my research that a lot of the a lot of the Egyptians had to shave their heads. Because it was so bad that the majority of them would sh- shaved their heads bald so that they would not get these gnats or to get rid of the gnats because they couldn't get rid of them because the numbers were so large. Now, were the were the Israelite people part of this? Again, I don't know because it doesn't specify. I feel like they were. I'm sure that they were because it doesn't say I will set my people apart like it does. For the rest of them. And yeah. the next one. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Disgusting. Yes. So Pharaoh says, no, don't care. Bring on your next one. So then um, God says to Moses and Aaron, rise up early in the morning and present yourself to Pharaoh as he goes out to the water and say to him, thus says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me or else if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants and your people and into your houses and the houses of the Egyptians shall be filled with swarms of flies and also the ground on which they stand. But on that day, I will set apart the land of Goshen, where my people dwell, so that no swarms of flies shall be there, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. So at this point, he has... You would a- think he would listen because of the gnats. Yeah. The second that, the, the second that his magicians... Hooga, hooga, I'm going to do that every time. <laughs> um were unable to replicate it and they're like listen this is stuff you don't want to play around with this is god this is not this is god yeah this is the finger of god is what they said Mm -hmm. he should have listened but he is not a god-fearing man yeah so of course he was like "Mm, no yeah so at this point he's distinguished the difference he set apart his people from the Egyptians. Yeah. And he's saying, these are my people. When they say the God of the Hebrews, I am who they are talking about. Yeah. You're going to know who I am by the end of all of mm-hmm. this. If you don't already, which clearly you don't care if you do. Um, Can we just talk about how selfish the Pharaoh was to keep the Israelite people and subject his own citizens, his own Egyptian citizens to all of this crap. And maybe he thought he could, if he could at least reprieve himself and keep himself away from it, then he really didn't care. Kind of like out of sight, out of mind. But like, like they it's were, not bothering me. The Egyptian, but, not the Egyptians, the Israelites were free labor mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have, he didn't pay them because they were slaves. Like yeah. they, he treated them like dirt, but like Obviously. he didn't want to let his free labor go. That's no. what he was worried about. Yeah. Well, that and he was afraid to like 
if he had let them go would they come back and rise up against him because they were so many yeah. and because he had done what he well not he specifically but because of what he and pharaohs before him had done to them yeah so and okay this is like have you probably not we might have i don't know what everybody googles i never did up until this point if you google swarms of flies this is the part where i started itching around the gnats but this is the part where i really started itching because think about flies like the number one they're loud yes they're ugly they're disgusting they carry all kinds of crap because they vomit and poop at the same time while they're walking on everything like (laughs) that's what my son said when we were talking about this plague last last night He's like, oh, yeah, you know, flies poop on what they eat and whatever they land on. Um, Yeah. So imagine that everywhere. And like the sound and they bite. You ever get bit by one of those black flies? Horse flies. It hurts. You definitely know that it's there. And there were so many that they were literal swarms. Yeah. That like when you Google swarm of flies, they show you the diff like you can see the difference but it looks like swarms of bees Mm. so just mass clumps so like when he says they're going to be on the ground that you walk on they're covering the ground yes that gagging sound that i made probably also is what it sounded like when they walked because they were on the ground ew and thousands ew and like do flies do they can they eat stuff at flies yeah they decompose bodies. That's what I mean. Like, can you imagine everything hey, that they would have lost? Do flies lay maggots? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Eggs that turn into I maggots. I stand maggots. Yeah. No. Like, this This is a whole process. Like, and they have a very, like, very quick life cycle. I mean, at least the flies that I'm thinking of. Maybe it's a different species. But, like, so they would have been able to lay, lay eggs and the eggs would have become, like, maggot larvae very quickly so they would have had all kinds of nastiness going on so now we have i am literally gonna walk like it's disgusting you thought you were itchy before (laughs) so pharaoh says you know go and sacrifice to your god within the land but moses said it would not be right to do so for the offerings we shall sacrifice to the lord our god are an abomination to the egyptians if we sacrifice offerings abominable to the egyptians before their eyes they will stone us We must go three days journey into the wilderness to sacrifice to the Lord, our God, as he tells us. So Pharaoh said, I will not let you go to sacrifice to the Lord, your God in the wilderness. Only you must not go very. Oh, wait, I will let you go to sacrifice to the Lord, your God in the wilderness. Only you must not go very far away. Plead for me. So like, I'll let you go, but you can't go that far. Mm -hmm. Please tell him to stop this fly thing. That's what he says. Yeah. So. Moses goes to the Lord. He says, take the flies away, basically, because he said he's going to let us go. So what does he do? Only let not Pharaoh cheat again by not letting the people go to sacrifice. The Lord Simus went out from the Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said, Moses, remove the flies from his servants and from his people. Not one remained. Not one remained. They left as quickly as they came. They did. They did. Why? Because God commanded it. Yep. But Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also and did not let the people go. Rude. Yet again, here we are playing. We're only, we're not even halfway through these plagues yet. Nope. This is what, the fourth one? Yeah. And he's still playing with fire. Mm Mm-hmm. Legit playing with fire. 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 Mm -hmm. Fire. Mm -hmm. If only you knew, well, he was warned what was coming. Moses told him the first time he met him. Was it the first time or the second time? If you don't let my people go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill your son. First time. Yeah. That's what he said. Let my people go or I'm going to kill Israel your son. Israel is my son and I will kill your firstborn son. Yep. If you don't let them go. So with that yes. dramatic end dramatic of the flies. End. I'm sorry. I just can't help but picturing their wooden sandals crunching on flies now. I'm probably not going to be able to eat anything crunchy for a while. Oh, you had to say that. Thank you. I'm going on a liquid diet. Imagine snow, but instead of snow flies. Just gave you a second to think about that. So our favorite It's like walking on leaves. Yeah. 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 Ew. Seriously, guys, Google swarm of flies. 
I want you to do it. I want you to suffer with me <laughs> because I can't. I'm going to have nightmares about this. <laughs> no, thank you. Scratch with us. <laughs> um, <sighs> Nasty. I know. I know. And we're not even done. No. The boils. Are you kidding? Just a little taste of what's to come. Ew. <laughs> Ew I did not even mean it like that. <laughs> so our... <laughs> <laughs> so our favorite verse are we ready for that i think so i think they're all ready they're like we need to nope we're turning it off (laughs) um they turned it off at the boils (laughs) so our favorite verse from this episode is chapter 7 verse 5 the egyptians shall know that i am the lord when i stretch out my hand against egypt and bring out the people of israel from among them yes pagan egyptians shall know that Mm -hmm. i am the lord and they still don't know four freaking plagues in no no i'm sure some of them know i'm pretty sure some of them are like this pharaoh needs to go on somewhere right and can you imagine like the upset among the people Mm -hmm. that's happening and pharaoh's pharaoh's just going back into his house from the banks of the river well that sucks how to say out of mind <laughs> just kidding Seriously. we're putting gnats flies and frogs in your beds uh, and okay. the smell mm, Nasty. Yummy. so on the next episode <laughs> we will be discussing exodus chapters 9 through 11 and that will be up next monday at 7 p.m eastern standard time so thank you so much for tuning in today's episode we hope you enjoyed the time we've spent in god's word and we hope to see you next time thanks for listening